Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Welcome along to our look back on some alternative stories from the past week. I'm Brad Hardware and here's what's coming up. Tennis singer Jem Sharples gives some insight into his life as a modern-day crooner and discusses his experiences with his own group. An ex-optometrist talks about her experience after her referral saved her patient's sight when she found a tumour pressing against the nerve of her eye. And amongst many talented headliners performing at this year's Chagstock are the Plastic Tramps. They found it a real struggle to keep going during the pandemic and are really looking forward to gigging again soon. Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Tennis Unlimited will be coming to Devon next month. The trio, also known as the Rat Pack of Opera, play Exmouth Pavilions on the 6th of May. And Jem Sharples from the group discuss their current tour, That's Some More. Radio X's Joe Jenner has more. Who are Tennis Unlimited? Tennis Unlimited consists of Scott Siscombe, Paul Martin and myself, Jem Sharples. And we travel all over the world and we're coming to Exmouth and we're coming to Barnstable this well, next week. But you've been known as the Rat Pack of Opera. How did that reputation come about? Was it was it a name that just stuck, or was it something you came up with yourself? No, it's a it's a name that was was being bounced around, and uh, we've known one another twenty years now. It's a pretty much our twentieth anniversary tour. We've uh, we get on, we have a lot of fun on stage, and we wanted to also uh, let people know that it wasn't just classical music that we love. We love all music. We write our own music. And the Rat Pack is just sort of the energy that's on stage. As, as, as most people that will know that energy that existed between uh, Sammy and Frank and Dean primarily um, as the Rat Pack. And that's our energy, in a way. It's, it's, we're different. It's, we're very much... We go off script. We're not scripted particularly. We are we just ourselves on stage, and we hope that we can take everyone on a fantastic musical journey of... Classical songs, pop songs, songs that we've written, musical theatre songs. We've got all sorts going on. So, in a way, the Rat Pack is the, is the the energy that's on stage, not so much the music. So it's interesting you say you do some of your own stuff and a lot of covers. Why do you think it works for you guys to do both at once? Well, I think that we obviously don't want to bombard people with a load of stuff they don't know any more than a lot of other artists wouldn't want to do that. I mean... It's uh, you come to one of our concerts and think our fans would expect certain songs. They want to hear certain standards done well. So they want to hear Ness and Dorma. They want to hear Pearl Fishers. But they also want to hear stuff that they know that we do very well, like When We Dance by Sting or Make You Feel My Love, Unchained Melody or Mr. Blue Sky by ELO or Barcelona, whatever it happens to be. And I, I, I think that, that we often, when we putting the shows together... We often think that really we, we will have one of our own songs every four or five songs, potentially. Uh, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, and then I think people get an idea. They've got to buy into you because there'll be quite a few people that haven't seen us before. So they've got to buy into what you are, how you do Oh, I like that song. No, oh, they're doing a nice version of that song. Oh, wow, this is something they've written. Rather than just going straight in, I mean, with, with stuff that they wouldn't know. Um, any more than you go and see a great artist that you've loved all your life and... Uh, they sing a whole brand new album and think, sing the one we know, sing the one we know. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. So in many ways, we've got to sing the ones people expect from a classical, popular classical group. But uh, we throw quite a lot of stuff in that they wouldn't expect. But hopefully by that time, they've brought into our love and enjoyment of making music on stage. 
That's Joe Jenner talking to Gem Sharples of Tenors Unlimited there. Now, in other news, optometrist Emily Beard told us this week how vital it is to attend regular sight tests and gives her opinions on how accessible healthcare is throughout the South West. Radio X's Lauren Armstrong got the story from her. And in your own words, could you explain the story and how it actually unfolded? Yeah, of course. So a patient came in complaining that she had patches of her vision in one of her eyes that were blurred. I conducted a full sight test. Couldn't really see that there was any issues. The health of her eyes all looked absolutely fine. Her vision was certainly reduced in one eye. So at the end of the test, I was still... Um, kind of unsure of what was going on with this lady so we did a visual field check which is just a short test which checks the periphery of someone's vision and it will highlight if there's any spots that a person is missing. It can be really hard to tell if you are a patient with a part of your visual field missing because you of course always using both eyes together and your brain is really good at infilling any missing pieces of information which is why a visual field test can highlight any kind of minor differences in your visual field any points that you may not be as sensitive so after doing the visual field test i could see that actually this lady was missing quite a portion of her visual field in that one eye so what she had perceived as just blurry patches of vision was actually complete field loss in quite a large portion. Because of this, I then sent an urgent referral off to the eye unit for an ophthalmologist and a consultant to have a look at, as I felt like this needed investigating further. How long was the turnaround time from her being referred? I think from referral to actually having the operation, I think it was around four to five months. So I'm not exactly sure on the timeline, but I know it wasn't it wasn't long. That must be so fulfilling to know that you really, you really help save someone's sight. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. Would you say eye care in the southwest is accessible? I would say it is. I'd say it's very accessible for a lot of people. You can walk down any high street in any town and you'll come across an optician. There's also plenty of homes or domiciliary services. So if someone's unable to leave the house or if someone's in a care home, for example, then they're actually, they still can access um, eye care and there is a home team that will go out and conduct a full eye test with portable equipment. And how often should we be getting our eyes checked? I know roughly it's maybe once every two years, but would you recommend going more often than that? No, I think once every two years is sufficient for most people. If you go for an eye test and your optometrist thinks you need to be seen more regularly than that, then they will let you know. But as a standard for everyone, if you wear glasses or if you don't wear glasses, we do recommend every two years. And I think it kind of highlights that actually, even if you think maybe nothing's wrong, you could come in and something could be spotted. So just like going to the dentist, it's something that you know you should do regularly, even if you don't think you're having any problems. For anyone listening at home, one of my last questions is, are there any telltale signs that do eventually get picked up by by someone like you who is an optometrist? Um, Is there any telltale signs that people do experience before being seen or getting diagnosed or being referred? Of course, with anything neurological, which is just one of the things that as an optometrist you can pick up, quite often it's headaches. So I'm sure everyone knows that if you get headaches, you go to your GP, the GP will send you straight to the optician. So headaches are quite a big one. That's kind of it really, like I said, with the loss of visual field, if it's only slight, often people don't notice it. But I think that, again, is just why people should come in regularly for their eye checks because there isn't always any symptoms for these sorts of things. 
That's optometrist Emily Beard with Radio X's Lauren Armstrong there. And finally this week, many bands have really struggled to keep going over the last two years, one of whom is local Devon band The Plastic Tramps. Despite forming before the pandemic when they were all at college, they've only recently started picking up more shows. Radio X's Mitty James spoke to the boys to find out what's on the horizon for them. Can you tell me how Covid has impacted your musical journey? I mean, it started literally as soon as uh, Rob joined, basically. Rob joined literally just before covid just before the first lockdown um and our first gig that we had with him well that was, we were due to have with him um was when the first lockdown started so it literally wiped it out as soon as it was literally the week before as well um so yeah it was a bit of a kick in the teeth really um so yeah yeah it affected it straight from straight off from the get-go um and recently this month um in particular we've lost like three or four gigs due to COVID. Well, to be fair, two of them are COVID. One of them's refurbishment and the other one's the actual venues closed down. So yeah, it has affected it quite a lot, really. Not good. What brought you boys together? Ollie, Ollie was, uh, Ollie had a little, uh, it was him and uh, a guy, Tom, that we had in the band. They started it off uh, as a little sort of acoustic duo. And then uh, I, I joined later on. We started becoming a bit more electric had a couple of drummers and then uh, landed him on the boy Rob. And uh, just the love of music, really. I mean, me and Ollie have known each other for forever. And uh, Rob's been unfortunate enough to have crossed our paths. But yeah, that's just that's the love of music, isn't it? What shows do you have lined up? Uh, and of course, Chagstock, sort of, what can people expect from that? Um, on, first, first time playing Chagstock. <laughs> expect plenty of power. Uh, yeah, excitement. Yeah, pretty good. Um, we've got Get Rad coming up. Plenty of plow- power and plenty of excitement. That's yeah, we just it's just all the energy in it. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Excited, <laughs> we get really excited with loud noise. It's mm. simple. Who sort of is your musical influence? Loads of people. Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles. Um, all the good ones, really. Yeah, you just got... Dragged up on that sort of night. I got a lot of Britpop stuff from my dad because he was in that era. Muse, obviously, being from Timoth, I hate, you got to say it, I'm sorry. But, yeah. Whereas I think Rob's a bit heavier, aren't you? Maybe, well, like, he likes the same stuff, but... But, yeah, like, I didn't really have anyone in my family that I played, so it was just, I just watched, um, what was it, a Foo Fighters gig, and I saw Taylor Hawkins drumming. It was just, you know, putting the faces and everything. I thought, yeah, I want to do that, you know. That looks fun. And, uh, yeah, so started doing that. I then got a bit heavy with Joey Jordison and Slipknot and yeah, started to tone it down a bit as it came <laughs> Would you say being from Devon influences your music at all? I would, yeah. I, I, honestly, I think because we've got, well, I mean, it, we're not like, it's not, there's no big cities, it's nothing like that. It doesn't come from that sort of place. It's, I don't know, it's a bit more of a... Influenced in a sense. It would definitely, we'd be a different band if we were from, I don't know. London or whatever, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot. It's a different way of life down here, really, isn't it? Mm. I think that definitely creeps into the musical side of things, uh, I, I would suggest. It's all peace and love, man, down here. It's peace and love. So what do you think the future holds for you guys? That was the Plastic Tramps with Radio X's Mitty James there. Well, that's all for Devon Review this week. Make sure you subscribe.